Hello, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski. Welcome to Mind Your Business. Mind Your Business is all about building your personal capacity. Personal capacity is what is needed for you to grow in your career, make great decisions, and become a person of influence. So sit back and enjoy this content as I share with you insights and stories, examples, and personal challenges designed to do one thing, build your capacity to change your world. My college roommate was my first business partner. He was a great, great human being. I just loved this guy. He was so full of energy. He was a rebel. He was an entrepreneur. He was a thought leader. He was just a a royal pain in the butt. I just loved him. And he met and began to date the prettiest girl in the whole campus of our university. And he, he was so busy looking at how beautiful she was that I don't think he ever stopped to consider, is this person going to be a lever in my success model or will she be an anchor in my success model? Let's look at the two difference. A lever is a very simple process. You've got a, something that provides influence. So as you press down on a lever, the other side lifts. And so one pound of downward pressure can create five pounds of upward pressure. So a lever allows you to use a simple amount of effort to get multiple times the value. An anchor is also something very similar in which A small amount of energy creates unbelievable value. Consider that in my boat, I have an anchor, and that anchor weighs 15 pounds. And when I throw that anchor out and it connects with the bottom of the lake, that 15-pound anchor creates enough hold to stop a very heavy boat from moving in wind and current. The question today is, Are your relationships levers or are they anchors? You know, my college roommate, he was such a great guy and I just love him. He came up with an idea. As an entrepreneur, he came up with an idea for a dog bowl. A dog bowl that when you kick it in the middle of the night and you stumble into it, the water does not spill out over the sides of the bowl. In fact, he won the entrepreneurial idea of the year at the entire pet conference one year. That's the kind of person he was. He was an out of the box thinker. He was crazy. He was a rebel, but he married somebody that didn't like that kind of lifestyle. She was ultra conservative, stable, a person that followed the compass and he followed his feelings. It was no doubt that had he listened to this podcast earlier in his life, maybe His first marriage would have ended differently, or it may not have even started. The question becomes for an entrepreneur, can relationships have a positive or can they have a negative impact on your entrepreneurial endeavors? 
and the, the, we're going to start by talking about this. Can you really control your relationships? And I think the answer is no. You can't really control when relationships come your way. You might be a person that says, I have no interest whatsoever in any kind of a relationship, whether that's a boyfriend, girlfriend, or a fiance, or a, somebody that you might marry. It doesn't matter. When those people come into your life, they come in and they just, for a period of time, wreck havoc on you. They're an emotional interruption. You think about them. You text them. You call them. You're talking about them. You spend time talking with other people about them. And you spend lots of time on the weekends and evenings when you could have been spending time on your entrepreneurial endeavors. All of these things divert your attention. And the question is, are those relationships to you something that's going to be part of your success or are they going to be something that limits your success? Let's talk a little bit about making the most of your relationships. If we're in agreement together, you and I, that you can't really control when great people come into your life and you can't really control whether you think about them or want to text them or spend time with them. And I think relationships are really good overall. But we must consider Are they the right person? And is it the right environment? Have you created an environment to be successful in that relationship? First, we've got to consider the fact that a relationship to an entrepreneur must be two-sided in its equation. It cannot be a one-sided relationship. One-sided means one person gets enormous amount of value while the other person gets little. Or one person has enormous amount of influence on the way that the relationship goes and the other person has very little influence. We have to seek what we call purposeful alignment. Purposeful alignment is when two people get together and together They're aligned going in the same direction. If you're really going to be an entrepreneur that has relationships, they've got to be aligned purposefully for your success. It doesn't mean that the other person doesn't experience success, but right now we're only talking about you. You're the listener. You're the entrepreneur. You're the person that's considering relationships in your life. So you must consider purposeful alignment. I want to talk to you about steps that I think you take to get to purposeful alignment. Number one, if you meet somebody that you believe is a candidate to be in your life long term, and they may or may not impact your entrepreneurial endeavors, you've got to think about this. Can I share with this person my vision for my life and explain how being an entrepreneur is critical to who I am and have them accept that? To what level does that person listen to me and say, I get it, I understand, that's who you are? Two quick examples. I'm going to go back to my roommate. Had he known in those early days that he would be a serial entrepreneur and that woman that he married, who is an absolutely fantastic person, doesn't like the lifestyle of an entrepreneur, would that have changed things? 
You know, just a moment ago, I had lunch with a friend whose daughter is married to a professional athlete, and this athlete is gone for months at a time. Gone for months. And I'm talking about gone two states over. I'm talking about gone to another continent. And that puts enormous amount of stress on their relationship and on their marriage. He is, as an athlete, like an entrepreneur. He's solely in control of his success or failure. He's crafting out his living one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time, one event at a time. And he's got to have a spouse who's completely aligned with his vision that says, this is who I am. Are you okay being married to a person like me? You know, the reality is, it's the fairest conversation to ever have. If that person says, no, I'm not okay with that, then everyone needs to hug, cry, sob, and go separate ways. Because you'll never be happy as an entrepreneur working for the man. Number two. If you're an entrepreneur that shares with somebody who's truly listening to you share about your vision, then you've got to turn around and listen to theirs as well. I've got a a close, close friend who's an entrepreneur and his wife is an elementary school teacher. I know that when they sat down and talked about their dreams for their life, her vision, her desire in life was to spend from August 15th to May 15th, working hard, teaching, and then having a backpack and a tent and traveling all around the country, visiting all of the different national parks, making sure that she spends two or three weeks camping at every national park. His entrepreneurial endeavors are all about having summer concert series all over the country in key places. Those two Dreams or visions for their lives are not necessarily symbiotic. You can't always have a concert where she wants to camp and vice versa. She might want to camp in New Mexico or Colorado or Montana. And he's got a summer concert series in New York, Connecticut, Maine, Rhode Island. Those aren't always going to work. So not only do you have to have the courage to put at risk your relationships by sharing who you are as a person, you also have to have the courage and the respect for the other person to listen to their vision and say, what is it that you want to do? Because I don't want you to jump on board with my vision and find out later that you missed all that you wanted to do because we never talked about who you were as a person. You know, my wife has joked for years, even at the beginning of our marriage, that you can be anything you want, Mark, in life, as long as you're not a politician or a pastor. Now, to me, the life of a pastor starting a church is very entrepreneurial. You're going to craft a message, craft a brand, put a product together, go after a target market, create value, have a value-added proposition to the members of your, your congregation, because there are substitute products and services that they can go after. And my wife saw that, and she saw that I might have the desire at some time to either be in ministry or be in politics. And she let me know right up front that those are deal killers, that those two endeavors don't align 
with who she is as a person and what would make her life enjoyable. So I've always stayed out of those. You know, one of the things that you would you think if, if you're really deeply thinking to it, my name Lewandowski doesn't fit on a yard sign, so I'll never be a great politician. You know, it's not like Cox or Jones or or Wilson that can put their name on a sign. Lewandowski just simply doesn't fit. And for those of you who know me, I'm not the best pastoral type either. So it was pretty easy for me to come in alignment with my wife's desires. But the most important thing you should consider is, did she and I stop, talk, and listen to each other and craft a life plan where we could leverage each other's strengths and not become anchors to each other's dreams? Number three. As an entrepreneur going into a relationship, so let's say that number one, you shared, and number two, you listened. Now, number three, you've got to set expectations early and clearly. Now, what are those kinds of expectations? An entrepreneur's got a different work week. They may not be eight to five and no work on Saturdays and Sundays. In fact, it's rare that an entrepreneur doesn't work on Saturday and Sunday. Number two, you got to have clear expectations about what is a reasonable interruption in my day. You know, there are those people that are texting, calling, talking, chatting, meeting, lunching with their spouse. And there are others that just say, you know what, during this time, I'm focused. I am deeply and intently focused on what I'm trying to accomplish. And because of that, I can only have certain interruptions. There are those entrepreneurs that schedule their limited vacation times around conferences because that's when they can be in D.C. for a conference on their vacation times. That's when they can be in Las Vegas at the annual Consumer Electronics Show. So flexibility of schedules is something that you have to set expectation. How about this? The use of free time. Are our weekends for study or are they completely relaxing? Are vacations for conferences or are they completely for camping and, and private time? Those are things you got to discuss. And those things may change over time. And finally, the use of money. Do we want the biggest house we can afford like all the idiots in this nation? Or are we going to find a house that's cute, acceptable, reasonable, and allows us money to reinvest in our business. I promise you as an entrepreneur, if you don't fall into the trap of overspending on your home, you'll have free money available to help grow your business. Okay, so now we've shared our vision, we've listened to the vision, we've set our expectations. Now we have to guard our limited time with that person who's your partner, your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife, your husband. It doesn't matter what role they're currently playing. You've got to allocate time for them and make sure that they know that this is their time and they're special. They can't always get the leftover crap in your life or you won't have that person in your life for very long. You've got to be just as good at managing the time with that person as you are managing the time with your business. Number five, you've got to be a person that keeps your word. If you make a promise that you will be there on Saturday at 10 o'clock to see your spouse run uh, their first 5K or their first half marathon or their marathon, or if you're the person as an entrepreneur that says, "I, I will be at my kid's game, by golly, be there. There's nothing I respect less than an entrepreneur who can't say no to a dollar and show up at an event that's important to their family. Next, number six, 
You've got to grow as a person. The person you are today as an entrepreneur is not the person you're going to need to be down the road. Too many successful people say, well, this is who I am. I can't change my stripes. I'm a tiger. Tigers have stripes. This is how we are. You know, the reality is, is the person you are today when you're starting your business is not necessarily the person that you need to be down the road. You might need to become a kinder, gentler person. You might need to be a person that listens more than they talk. You might need to be a person that takes time to self when you never had it before. You might need to be a person that works out an hour and a half a day because that's how you remain sane. You might need to be a person that gives to the community because they've given back to you so much. You need to grow as a person. Success can either help you build better systems that allow you to have free time Or success can be an excuse for you to never spend time with family, friends, and your spouse. You need to decide that now. Are you going to be a person that always seeks growth? Those people make great long-term entrepreneurs. I'm reminded of a friend I have who's nearing 60 now, and we were friends for a long time while I watched him grow his business to the stars. He was making so much money and doing so well, he had the world by the tail, and he was swinging it around. And then recently, I saw him on an airplane going to Scottsdale, and we were all on our way to go play golf and enjoy a good time. And I saw him and shook hands and said hello, and I wondered, where is his wife? That wonderful, sweet lady we love and we've known for 30 years. And I only come to find out that they divorced because he felt like he deserved more. That he had it coming to him. That he had worked so hard that he deserved a certain lifestyle that she didn't provide. That's just pitiful. He didn't have the maturity or courage to grow as a person And he got his priorities all out of whack. Number seven is get your priorities right. Make sure that you establish who it is that you serve. For me, it's God, family, and my business in that order. You know, you may not be a God-seeking, God-fearing person, and that is where you are in life. And it's not mine to judge, nor do I throw rocks. But for me, God comes first, family comes second, and my business comes third. Now, that means sometimes... My family doesn't see that what I have to do right now that takes time away from them is really about benefiting them. Sometimes my business means I have to travel. And there are times in which I say, this is the right thing to do. I have to sacrifice a little bit of family time now in order to keep my business healthy so that it can keep supporting my family. But when that becomes habitual, and it's time after time after time, that's when you know that you've gone the wrong way. Can you really be certain that a relationship won't hurt your career? Can you really be certain that a relationship isn't an anchor to your career? The answer is simple. The answer is no. No. You can never really be certain that a relationship won't kill your career or that your career won't kill that relationship because you went a different way. I wish that I had advice that said, if you'll do these things, you'll never have a damaged, broken, or ruined relationship. But that just wouldn't be the truth. But there are things that you can do to minimize the probability or the possibility of failure. 
here are some things that kill a relationship with an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur can do certain things that really eliminate or hurt their ability to have good relationships. These are some of them. First, spending money into bankruptcy will really ruin relationships. You know, you've got to be as smart of a financial mind as you are an entrepreneur. You've got to consider what is an appropriate and reasonable amount of debt if you're going to take on debt. You've got to understand the stresses that family and relationships put on your business and plan strategically to handle those. You've got to look at the pressure in the industry sector and make sure that the people that are around you understand what pressures you go through so that when there's a frown on your face or concern on your brow, they understand where it's coming from and they don't blame themselves or the relationship on those stresses. Next, failing to listen to good counsel is definitely a way to kill relationships as an entrepreneur. My spouse, my wife, is my absolute best counselor. She is the one I listen to above anyone else. She is the one that can speak into my life, and sometimes we even get arguments about it. I remember just recently, she looked right at me and she said, do not let that person have power over you. And she said it in a way that really made me feel a little bit belittled. And so I got a little irritated with her, but she was right on. You know, the way that she said it might not have been perfect, but boy, the message was right on. I've got to listen to good counsel, and she is one of them. If you ever stop sharing your life with your spouse or with those people in your relationships, you're going to lose them as a part of an entrepreneur. You're going to go a different direction. And when you go a different direction, you start to become emotionally connected with others. See, we all need emotional connection. And you get emotional connection by talking, not by touching, not by high-fiving, not sex. Talking is the emotional connection that's the foundation of an entrepreneur's life. And if you're not talking about those things, you're going to find emotional connectivity with someone else. And that someone else could be someone at the office or a a customer or a friend or worst case is somebody that you looked up on Facebook from your high school. But all of a sudden that leads to an affair, an extramarital relationship that is devastating to your, your spouse or your marriage or your fiance or your girlfriend. It all starts with sharing, talking, communicating, so that you don't get emotionally connected with another. And finally, ways to kill your relationships as an entrepreneur, getting cocky. Simply getting cocky. I'm really something. I'm really special. All my efforts led into this successful business, and now it wasn't the team I built, but it was my efforts. I'm really somebody special. When you start thinking about yourself as somebody really, really important and special, you start to put at risk all of your relationships. About 10 years ago, I started spending time with someone that I took under my wing, somebody that I really cared about. And he was a very bright young man, a very talented person who wanted to break out of the industry sector that 
he seemed to be imprisoned in and get into corporate America. So I gave him his first corporate America job. And over that time, I fell in love with his wife and his children and he as a person. I even got to know his dog. And so we were deeply connected, he and I and his family. Our families were connected and we were friends. And then all of a sudden that person started to get cocky. He believed that he was really special and he deserved more. And so what did he do? While out on the road, he met a cute little nurse and he had an affair and he divorced his wife and left his children for some cute little nurse that was part of his arrogant life. You know, sometimes when you think you're just too doggone special, all you've done is convinced yourself that you're special and no one else believes that. You've just gotten cocky. Be careful. Be careful not to ruin what made you great by thinking you're great. Relationships can be one of two things. They can be that lever that allows you to use a reasonable amount of effort to get unbelievable results. The person at home or the person in your life can hold down the fort and support you so that you can focus on your business. If that's the case, they're really somebody special. On the other hand, that person at home chosen incorrectly and maybe not developed, maybe not communicated properly, maybe not really cared for, can become the biggest drag that keeps you from sailing off into your sunset. They become an anchor. How will you know whether that person is a lever or an anchor? You know by pausing, listening, and listening to your heart, not your eyes. Your eyes will deceive you. That person you're dating might be the cutest person you've ever seen in your life, but if you can't see them allowing you to be you, then that's really not the right person for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind Your Business. Please check me out on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to send me a message if there's something you need or want me to talk about. You know, the great motivational speaker Zig Ziglar once said, you can have anything in life you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. What does that mean for you today? That means if there's something in this content that is exciting and really resonates with you, pass it along to your friends. Share it. Let them develop and become strong in their thinking, in their motivation, in their knowledge, just like you are. Together, knowledgeable, you and your friends will change the world.